For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Holy, and we're going to see if, uh, there's Dan, I believe. Yes, and there's sir. there's IQ. Look at that. We got them both. Holy smokes. Wow. <laughs> Technology is wonderful when it works. Isn't it, it? it is. It is. And I am, I am, uh, Jim. I am working. Jim. Yes. Go ahead, IQ. What's up? One simple question. Why did you tell me I'm not on yet last week? Uh, I wasn't able to get you through on uh, on Skype here. I wasn't able to patch you through. Ah, uh, okay, okay. For whatever reason, it it wouldn't let me do it. So, uh, but but we've got you guys this week, which is good. Um, and this week on our big broadcast, we're just going to be chatting. We're just gonna. It's just going to be all three of us. No guests. We're just going to be uh, going to be talking here. And um, Dan, uh, you've written a, a a commentary fairly recently for Newsmax. Tell us a little bit about this. Actually, it was. Uh, um, IQ, can you talk for a minute? Yeah, I'm missing. Okay, because I thought I heard an echo there, and I was. I didn't no, no, I'm no, you're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> You talking about the piece about the old white people running the Democratic Party? Is that yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let's talk about that. Well, I wrote that uh, because Miss um, Cortez, the twenty-eight-year-old darling of the Democratic Party, uh, is 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 driving the Democratic Party further and further left. She's running. And let's make sure we understand. She's not a Democrat. She's a socialist running running under the banner of a Democrat, just like Bernie Bernie Sanders. And what I said is that we've got these. We've got Bernie Sanders, who'll be 80, 80 years of age, if he runs for the presidency in twenty twenty. And we've got. Joe Biden, who will be 74 if he runs in 2000, and Hillary will be 73 if she can ever get out of her muumuu dress. So <laughs> you've got these these old white people, and and a survey of Democrats, 73 percent wanted somebody young and new to lead the campaign. Well. Hillary's the youngest at 74. I mean, come on. So we have Cortez, 28-year-old, who's running in a, in a district where the guy who had the office and had it for a number of years, fourth-ranking member of the, of the Democratic Party in the House of Representatives, didn't even campaign. He never had a debate, nothing. He never showed up. He was so confident that he was going to win. And so what happened is this supposedly caused a, a major change in the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party, if they're going to run, I, I tell you, Jim, I hope in my heart of hearts that I hope that they run on the Cortez agenda. Cortez agenda is 
free college for everybody, the elimination of ISIS, the elimination of homeland security, open borders, and she thinks that that's the right thing to do. Now, she's getting a lot of press all over the country as the new face of the Democratic Party. I hope she is, because they're just going to get slaughtered in November. IQ, what, what do you make of this? I, in fact, I, I, I replied. I, I made a comment. I said, hopefully, this is right. Hopefully there's that. Second. But there was an echo. I don't know. Yes, yes. Well, I'm I'm working on it. It's Skype. I'm I'm trying to trying to get it fixed here, my friend. Well, let me put a resume. What I said that the Socialist Party is exactly what it is now: the brown shirt of the Democratic Party. Nazism is the the. Nazism and communism are one, two sides of the same coin. Most, most people don't know that the acronym for Nazi is the German National Socialist Workers' Party. National Socialist. Same as Bernie and Alexandria. And as Danny said, I hope they run with it because they will be slaughtered. God willing. Yep. I... I, I... I finished the article. I wonder how many people will walk into the voting booth and pull the lever for the, those Democratic beliefs. There'll be some, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. We've got Dan Perkins. We've got IQ Rizzoli. They both join us today here on our big program. And uh, uh, what do you make, uh, IQ, of, uh, of, of the last couple weeks with this whole Russia thing and Putin and Trump and, and, and everything? Give us your take on this. I love Trump. There is no question he is a genius. No question. And also, as I've, ended, I've said it many times on your show, I said it on every talk show in America. Putin and Russia are not the Soviet Union. Putin and Russia must be friends with America. Because the greater America and Russia are two. China and Islam. Tell me what you think. Dan, what 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 what, what yes, do you make sir. of this? What do you make of IQ's comments? Okay, I, I I have I have my own um my own take, which I hopefully my good friend uh, Mr. IQ will agree with me, but maybe not. Um, I'm going to give you my perspective that um, I'm thinking about writing. So you're going to get a sneak peek about something I'm going to write about. The Democrats went absolutely bonkers over Donald Trump talking about the deep state and the military and the intelligence agencies. And they, they went after them with, after him with, with, he's a Nazi, he's a traitor, he's whatever. And um, in the piece that I wrote, I said... 
Well, wait a minute. Wasn't it the same intelligence group that told us that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction? Wasn't it the same intelligence group that Colin Powell went to the UN and made his famous pitch about the weapons of mass destruction? And they they and they got it wrong. So so the first question is how do we know that the intelligence department today is any better than it was under George Bush? Number two, and this is the Democrats, I hope there are no Democrats listening, Jim. The Dem the Democrats are dumber than a box of rocks. They walked into the trap that Donald Trump set, and they didn't see it coming, and it just clipped them big time. What did he do yesterday? He took all the people from the Obama administration, Comey and Brennan, and, all the, and said, I think we should take their security clearances away. Because I'm not sure that they're doing in the best interest of the country. So when Trump was talking about the, the security, he's talking about these yahoos who were who were turning against him and turning turning against the American people who were compromising, leaking, and taking money, and that's what I think he was referring to when he says the intelligence services are corrupt, and the Democrats didn't see that coming. So when when Clapper was interviewed this morning and was asked the question, well, did you really profit from your security clearance? And he paused, and he said, I guess I, I, guess I have. So when Trump went after the intelligence people, he was right. And when he came out and said, I want to suspend the license of all the, the right, all the bad guys to national security, we don't know who else he wants to terminate. We just know who publicly he humiliated as being unreliable and untrustworthy. I, I just thought it was amazing. Here was here was James Comey, and then you add to that, Jim. Add to that the release of the of the FISA warrants over the weekend, even redacted. They are very damaging to the Democratic Party, to the Hillary campaign, and the Democratic National Committee. And I watched Devin Nunes being interviewed last night by Laura Ingram, and she said she hoped, Nunez said that he hoped that the president would uh, release the FISA warrants unredacted. Now, I have another little theory. I have been trying to figure out, Jim, for the longest time, why is it that the Justice Department and the FBI have been such an adversary of releasing information to the public on the Clinton emails and on the Clinton campaign and the Clinton Foundation. And uh, uh, 
you're going to get the you have the first program to hear this story, Jim. So we're breaking it on your show. I think the reason why the intelligence services have been so reluctant to to uh, provide any information or begrudgingly in all the redaction is that they believe that Hillary's going to run for president in 2020. And they can't turn her loose because they're afraid what would happen if she becomes president. How's that for a conspiracy theory, Jim? IQ, what do you make of this, my friend? Hey, I never argue with a genius. And Dan researched this subject. But without, without me knowing as much as Dan, it has absolutely no logic that Trump will be the choice of Putin because Trump is an enemy of Russia, more dangerous to Russia than Clinton. So why would Putin, a genius, would prefer to have Trump than Clinton? I have no idea. And it doesn't make sense. And when it doesn't make sense, when it doesn't compute, as Mr. Spock used to say, it means it is not logical. And it was always not logical. There was any collusion between Trump and Russia. I agree with Dan Perkins. Say, Jim. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Dan. I'm going to I'm going to try something. I'm going to hang up and call right back and see if that helps clear up the echo. Okay. Okay. Right, yes. Right yes, try that. Try that, my friend. Uh, IQ Rizzoli, Dan Perkins with us today here on our big program Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher and the brand new Jiggy Jaguar app available in the App Store, jiggyjaguar.us. You can stream the show live 24/7 replay, exclusive news, programming and innovation on our website at jiggyjaguar.com. J I G G Y J H E G U A R Com. And if you miss any of IQ Rizzoli's appearances, you can find them on our app and also on our website. And um, IQ, give, give me your thoughts on this whole thing with Trump. He basically is throwing the kitchen sink at the Islamic terror state of Iran. What, what do you make of his situation with Iran? Look, the only language a Muslim understands is force. 1400 years should have taught Europeans, Israelis, and Americans that this is the language of understand. Funnily enough, the least political president in the history of the United States of America, called Donald Trump, understands. He's dealing with thugs. He is right. What did he say? He said, in fact, Pompeo was, Pompeo was right. He said, it's a criminal organization. What did I tell you about Islam on your program? I said, Muhammad was the leader of the first organized crime syndicate in human history. Islam is an organized crime syndicate for 1,400 years. So I'm back. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know that it helped at all. But I'm back <laughs> well, uh, well, we're, well, Dan, we're we're talking about Donald Trump basically uh, 
throw in the kitchen sink at the Islamic terror state of Iran, and uh, yes. we're, we're getting IQ's thoughts on this. Uh, give us your take on this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I missed his comments, but I, I, I'm, I'm loaded for bear. When I saw that, and, and Jim, there are probably a lot of people who don't understand when you use all caps in, in tweets, it says that you're really pissed off and you're screaming at the people. And that cap was all, that tweet was on all caps. Now, I listened to that, I read that tweet several times, and I said, you know, for eight years, under the Obama administration, we had time and time again where the mullahs and the imams and the leaders of the country of Iran kept saying death to America, death to America. When they were negotiating the agreement on nuclear disarmament, that the Iranian leaders would yell across the table to, to John Kerry, death to America. We had a president who didn't do squat. Donald Trump over the weekend basically said, no more. Don't ever threaten my country again. And I'm telling you, that I, can, I, could, I could tell you that there were people, millions of people, all over the United States who said, hot damn, we got somebody standing up for us. And so... I would expect to see Mr. Trump's poll ratings go up, not go down. Now, let me tell you, from my perspective, what's going on here. Our good friend IQ has told us on several programs about the unrest of the young people in Iran, especially on the borders. And their, their challenge to the imams as far as running the country. Donald Trump is going to enforce the economic sanctions to dramatically reduce the oil coming from Iran around the world. They're the third largest exporter of oil in the world right now. And you know what he's doing? He's going to shut down as much of that oil as he possibly can, about 3 million barrels a day. And he's going to replace every drop with American oil. He's going to take American oil and take away market share that, that Iran will never be able to get back. And so what he basically has said in his all caps tweet, you mess with me, you're in serious trouble. You mess with my country, you're in very serious trouble. And he's going to quietly disassemble the oil infrastructure and the oil revenue for the country of Iran, which will allow the people to rise up and get rid of the mullahs and the imams. IQ, what do you think? I agree with you, but something else I to add. Pompeo, in a speech, in a speech to Iranian exile, more important than the speech, I said it before, Pompeo or Pence or the president must meet the son of the Shah of Iran, because very soon, it will be the 40th year is the overthrow of the Shah of Iran. Meeting with the Shah in public will create an incredible movement in Iran. Without American interference, 
the most probable will have overthrow the Iranian regime. But they need to know there is a replacement government in exile. Trump hasn't done it so. So, I have to ask IQ a question. This is probably the third or fourth time that you've suggested that, the, that Donald Trump needs to meet with the son of the Shah. Yes. And, and let me, so, okay, let me, let me ask my question. Do you believe that after the rule of the Islamic leaders that the Iranian people would be willing to accept a monarchy again? Yes, a constitutional one. They can, because we have a constitutional government in the United Kingdom. It's constitutional. They would rather have a constitutional monarchy than any religious entity. It can and be done. Do you think that the, the, the son of the Shah is strong enough to lead that? Well, he doesn't have to be strong. To be a constitutional monarch, you don't have to be strong. You have to be just. And you think he's... he's I, I have no idea. How old is he? I think he's in his 40s to 50s. Okay. And I understand he's in New York, not Washington? I think he's in America. I don't know where exactly. I, th I thought I heard recently in a meeting that he was in New York. But yeah, living in New York. I have no idea. All I know, he's in America. No, right. he must be in his 50s now. He must be in his 50s now. Anyway, so, it's irrelevant. The important thing, what will happen is this. The Iranian public, the young people who hate Islam, and they honestly hate it with a degree you can't possibly imagine, because they had 40 years, for God's sake, 40 years of nothing, okay? To know that they have a, a government in exile, I promise you, it's not an opinion, it's a fact. Just like when Khomeini came to Iran and they, the whole of Iran expected him to be the Messiah. The same thing will happen to the Shah. But you need to talk to the Shah in public to show the Iranians that America has their back, but they have to do the dirty work, not America. So what did you think of the Syrian, the Syrian uh, plane that was shot down today, or yesterday? No, it was nothing special, for God's sake. And all, all Israel did is make sure that the Syrians understand any encroachment whatsoever, even a millimeter, they will shoot it down. By the way, the Israelis did something that they haven't done ever before. Donald Trump folded the out. He said, I want you to have white helmets. Without a whimper, Israel complied. Without a whimper. They so, 400 people. So why, why would the Syrians risk a plane, IQ? Why because, would? You know what? You see, you are using logic, for God's sake. <laughs> Damn, there goes that logic again, getting in the road. That's it, they have no logic. It's all emotion. Look what the Khomeinis, well, the, the Ayatollahs are shouting. They've been threatening the destruction of Israel for the last 40 years, for God's sake, 40 years. They have done it in the United Nations. 
the same corrupt United Nations, they should have checked them out of the United Nations for threatening another sovereign state. They didn't. What we are dealing with is emotionalism. Islam is pure emotion. Islam has nothing to do with logic. I said it many, many times. I'll repeat it again. It is impossible, impossible to that, what, to have logic with Muslims, especially when you are dealing with religion, with politics and history. I will bet you $200,000 you cannot find such a Muslim. You can't, out of one and a half billion people. You can't, it's impossible. So let me, let me go one step further, IQ. Um, do you feel like you lost control of your show, Jim? No, 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 no. I, li I like the debate and the conversation here. Okay. You're just sitting back listening. <laughs> so, IQ. Yes, sir. What, what is, since, uh, and I think this is a correct statement, Iran is the largest concentration of uh, Shia Sunnis, or Shia Muslims. Yeah. Yes? Yes, of course. Okay, so what happens... What happens, if anything, to the Muslim faith if the mullahs and the ayatollahs are thrown out of power in Iran? Ah, I will not say Shia Islam will be destroyed, but Shia Islam will be diminished enormously. Because honestly, it's not only in Iran. Don't forget, most Muslim countries when they call themselves Muslims, are run by the ulama, they run by the imams. Turkey is not run by Erdogan. Turkey is run by the imams and the mullahs of Erdogan. The ones who are in the mosques, the imams, they are the ones who rule. Erdogan is, the, without their support, Erdogan wouldn't exist. Without the support of the ulama in uh, but in uh, Saudi Arabia, the so-called monarchy of Saudi Arabia would not exist. It is not the monarch. It is the people who are in the mosque, what who teach people. These are the ones who run the show. The Shah of Iran, he was, he was trying to make Iran, uh, what do you call it, westernized. Every Shah who tried this was killed. Every Shah who tried this was killed. Because Islam cannot reform. It is impossible to reform something which is perfect. Since the Quran is perfect, you cannot change it. You cannot, the perfect item, can't add to it dot or take away from it. But, but do, you, do, you, do you think that um, the Muslim faith would survive in Iran if the mullahs and the imams are thrown out? It won't survive for long, no. No, honestly. I'll tell you what might happen. A lot of Iranians who are leaving Islam are either go to Christianity or go back to the original religion. It's called Zoroastrian religion. That's what will happen. So let me ask you a question. If, if the imams and the mullahs are thrown out, would you go back home? I come from Iraq. 
These people are from Iran. You're forgetting this. I'm not Iranian. I'm Iraqi. Okay, I, I apologize. No, no, it's okay. But, but, but just, okay, answer the question from a different perspective. A million, a million Iranians from America will return to Iran. So you th would you think that there, if there are Iranians who have left the country with an overthrow of the mullahs and the imams, would they come back to the country? Yes, because they want to build the nation back again. Yes, of course they would. Why not? And but but would they do would they do it now? Would they do it, IQ, as Sunnis? No, they will do it as Iranian, not as Sunnis, not as Shia, as Iranian. There is a huge difference between this. We are talking we talk about nationalism, not religion. So are you are you suggesting that Iran, which has been a radical Shia country, would become secular? Not necessarily secular. No, really, they don't have to be secular. They will have. They will definitely have millions of Shia Muslims. They will still have Sunni Muslims, but. It is not impossible that the majority will become Zoroastrian. They will go back to the original religion. It's not impossible. Believe me, it's not impossible. The most important thing is they will become normal human beings. That means part and parcel of civilization. They will not go and start wars and start terrorism. They will try to build Iran. And this will take a few decades. If the if the Iranian people throw out the mullahs and the imams, what happens? What is the reaction in the rest of the Middle East? Everybody will be very happy. I promise you. The <laughs> only people who will not be happy are the Syrian regime and Hezbollah and Hamas. But everybody else will be very happy. So the funding would dry up for the, the terrorist funding coming from from you, Iran you, would dry up. For God's sake, look, we had. Sorry, what I say? This is funny. I talked to you like as if I was an American. You had a traitor called Obama. He paid them 150 billion and another 400 million or more in cash. If this is not an act of treason, I do not know what is an act of treason. You know, why are the media concentrating on the so-called collusion between Trump and Russia? When they heard Obama, when he was talking, not knowing that the mic was live, telling the Russian government that he will deal with Putin in a different way. Why is that forgotten completely? Why isn't that mentioned again and again and again, deduce me? The collusion was not between Trump and Russia. It was Putin between between Obama and Russia and between Hillary Clinton and Russia. They are the traitors. Okay. So, um, Jim, if it's all right, I want to. I would like to go a little bit different direction. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Let's go, my friend. I sent you a piece that I did last week. On Judge Kavanaugh. Yes. And um, what I said is that I think that the Democrats are fighting the wrong battle. What I said was 
that Kavanaugh is a replacement for Justice Kennedy. Kennedy wrote it roughly 75% of the time with the conservative majority and the rest of the time with the liberal. Bringing Kavanaugh in doesn't really change the makeup of the court that much. It's still going to be 5-4. And they're, they're, they're are, they're, they are trying everything they possibly can, including the kitchen sink, to try and stop Kavanaugh. And, and it's interesting to me, um, I, I feel somewhat vindicated in what I'm about to say to you because... Um, I said on my uh, in in one of my pieces that that in the case of Kavanaugh, Chuck Schumer went to the floor of the Senate and demanded, and he used the word demanded, demanded that the vote be postponed until after the midterm elections, and I said. It is clear that one of the things that Donald Trump, and I've written about this idea many, many times, is that the Republicans have been intimidated by the Democrats, even when the Democrats weren't in power. And look what they did to George Bush's reputation uh, after 9-11. And so what we have is a situation where the, the Democratic operatives... Uh, are still using today words like they demand this, they demand that. Um, Mike Lee said on Laura Ingram's show, wait a minute, do you remember when 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 um, Obama was elected, he said to the Republicans, I won, get over it. And what Mike Lee is saying to the Democrats, we won in 2016, get over it. And so they, they don't like the idea that Republicans are pushing back. One of the reasons why the left hates Donald Trump so much is that he refuses to capitulate to what the left wants. But Kavanaugh is, is not the issue. What they don't understand, if they burn all of their all of their assets to try and block Kavanaugh. I believe by the end of the 2019 session, 1819 session, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is going to retire if she hasn't done. And as a result, President Trump will have a chance to appoint another judge to the Supreme Court. Now, under the Constitution, Supreme Court justices are vetted by the Judiciary Committee of the Senate and voted on by the full Senate. What the Democrats don't seem to realize is that all of this rhetoric that is attacking Trump, that is building his base and attracting more and more people, will result, I believe, in a major victory in the 2018 midterm elections to the point that the Democratic Party will be, in fact, irrelevant in the House and in the Senate. So when it comes time 
for the replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, he will appoint another true conservative, which now will make it 6-3. But the real challenge is going to be at the end of the, 19, the 2020 session. Because at the end of the 2020 session, I believe Clarence Thomas, Thomas is going to retire. And he's going to retire because giving Trump the ability to nominate a new judge from the conservative side, perhaps 30 years younger than Clarence Thomas, gives the, the conservative a 6-3 for maybe as much as 30 years. The real issue is with a conservative court 6-3, the Democratic agenda of the last 30 years will be totally overturned. What do you think of that, Jim? I'll tell you, it, I've been hearing a lot of talk about this. Um, IQ, is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing, in your opinion? Well, the way Dan is putting it, I only see hope the Democratic leadership will continue committing suicide. Slow death, no problem. The more they open their mouth, the more they're committing suicide. And this I love enormously. And as I said before, the deciding factor in 2018 will be the votes of the blacks and the Hispanics. If enough of them wake up to the fact that under Trump, they are much better off the Democrats will not, will not be elected again for the next 50 years. What do you think, Dan? I think I, I think that the the there will be a there will be a constituency. My my uh, concern is the wrong word. IQ. My my issue is that that if the if the Democratic Party continues to tack towards the left and more radical socialism, they will alienate more and more of their base, which means that they will not win elections. And the, the issue is that will they become such a minority party that a new party will come back? Will conservative Democrats come back, not that they can take over the liberal Democratic Party, but will we see a new conservative Democratic Party be formed out of the ashes of the liberal Democratic Party? Calling them liberal is really wrong. They are fascists, honestly. I mean, there is nothing liberal about this uh, Spanish girl or Puerto Rican girl. There is nothing liberal about Sandy. Uh, the old man, is nothing liberal about any of them. They are the brown shirts of the Nazi party. So to call them liberal, I find it very offensive to the liberal people, actually. What I don't understand, IQ, is I, I don't understand about how these people, uh, and I did a presentation on Monday, here on Sanibel, and um, 
a lot of liberal Democrats, not fascist, but traditional liberal Democrats. Um, it was amazing because I was giving them the polling data where 73% of Democrats said they wanted a younger, newer face for president in 2020. And they, they discounted the polling data. 53%, I don't, Jim, 53% in a poll of Democrats only, Democrats only, were in favor of giving the right to vote to illegals in the country. 53% of Democrats want to give votes to illegals. Now, the group that I was speaking to is predominantly old liberal Democrats. They absolutely said no. So it's only an even smaller base that is interested in giving. And one of the persons in the room said, well, the reason why San Francisco wants to give <coughs> illegals the right to vote is because their children are in the public school system and they should have a say in the board. And he got on his cell phone and got the language that was used in the uh, state and local government to allow them to vote. And it says non-citizens. So you have to say to yourself, why? Why would you get, because their children are here, here in the school system, you should give their parents who came here illegally the right to vote in the school district? And by the way, I said, how do you, how do you control that? Do you give them only a school board ballot? Or do you have to set up a separate polling issue in order for them to go vote? And by the way, when you, you have to register to vote, I wonder how many illegals are going to step up and want to register and put their name on a government document to vote knowing that they're illegal. It's insane, but that's what the left is doing. They are absolutely, and they, and they believe that America supports what they do. Unbelievable. We've got Dan Perkins with us today, IQ Rizzoli, and uh, both of these gentlemen join us here on our big broadcast. And um, IQ, what, what do you make of all this? Well, like Dan said, it's not only it's obscene, it's scary. We are not we are thinking we're dealing with rational human beings. But these are not rational human beings. I don't care if they look like a human being. It is irrelevant how they look, or what they look. Their action is what decides who they are. And their action is completely and utterly self-destructive. It is insane. It is totally insane. They are, these people are illegal. The word is illegal. What is difficult about understanding the word illegal? I mean, I can't believe it, but that's happening. So to call them liberals 
they are not liberals. Honestly, they are not liberals. This definition of liberal is so that the, the conservatives are called Nazis and they, the liberals, are called moral. They are not moral. They are not even intelligent. They are not, honestly, anybody who self-destructs cannot possibly be called intelligent. It's impossible. But that's what they are doing. And you know, as I said, and I repeat it again and again and most, the deciding one would not be the white votes. It's not going to be the Democrats, whites. It is the blacks and the Hispanics who will decide the future. I keep repeating, and I will not change my mind until it happens. But. So, Jim. Yes, indeed, Dan. We had a situation over the 4th of July where, before and after, a little newspaper in Texas decided they wanted to put on their Facebook website the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Facebook banned it. <laughs> Which they I said find absolutely ridiculous. Said it was hate speech, and they, and they banned it. In fact... They were so arrogant, they suggested how the Declaration of Independence be rewritten to make it more politically correct. Now, okay. when, when Facebook was told about this egregious mistake, they said, well, you know, we're going to look into it, but understand that we, we don't have people looking at the content. We have algorithms that have been developed to review the words. And so what they said, it was a computer that made the decision or artificial intelligence to decide that the Declaration of Independence was hate speech. So they rescinded their order, but then I began to think think about, well, wait a minute, I wonder how reliable artificial intelligence is. So I thought about what might be the biggest use of artificial intelligence in the world. And what I found out was, it's called Siri on the iPhone. And a tech company did a study of 8,000 iPhone users asking the question, what percentage of the time is she right? 62%. Wow. So if the most widely used artificial intelligence is right 62% of the time, what percent of the time is Facebook right? And why hasn't anybody other than me asked the question, how reliable is Facebook? How accurate is Facebook? If there's, if they're as arc accurate as Siri, 62%, then we're letting computers determine our free speech, and the words that we can use, who are accurate about 62% of the time. I think we need to take a hard look at what's going on in the area of the accuracy 
of artificial intelligence, especially if we're turning over to computers the right to decide speech. Now, just following that, about three days later, Mr. Zuckerberg was asked the question, why are you allowing on Facebook organizations that are denying the Holocaust? Is that counterproductive to allow people to try and convince other people that all these events didn't happen? And he said, he said that those people must be misguided but he didn't want to do anything about taking down their sites. So here is another example of the left or radicals basically trying to decide what it is we're going to do as a nation and they do it on a free reign. I told these people uh, yesterday at the meeting, I said, I, I, my books were banned on Facebook. And there is no alternative for there is no alternative for anybody who gets thrown off of Facebook because there is no alternative that has the power and the reach that Facebook has. One of the guys in the room said, Well, then somebody will create a new Facebook. I said, Do you have any idea how much money it would cost to build the infrastructure? that Facebook has already can't compete. It would cost hundreds of billions of dollars to try and build a competitor. There's nobody that's got that kind of money that would be willing to take that kind of risk to build an alternative communication structure to Facebook. The government should take care of Because if you have an an individual company which has more power than the government, then that company should be under the scrutiny of the whatever administration entity in the communication system. This is becoming so gigantic and powerful, got to be broken in. But IQ, there are conservatives in this country who don't do not want the government involved. The government is going to screw it up. No, I'm not saying that the government should take it over. But what we have here, an individual who biased against the conservative people and is allowing this most powerful company to literally guide the American in, in people on how to vote by literally uh, not giving them the true facts. By suppressing your book, for example, suppressing my book, suppressing somebody else's book. So, um, Jim, I don't know whether you're speaking about what we're talking about, this, this internet, whether you saw the article last week where the European Union fined Alphabet, Google's parent, five and a half billion dollars. I, I noticed because that. They, 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 were contro- they believe they were controlling information but what most people didn't report when they reported the five billion dollar fine 
about four days worth of earnings for Google. Absolutely amazing. So $5 billion, which would be a lot of money for me and you, probably not for IQ, but $5 billion <laughs> doesn't seem to be like worth very much uh, as it relates to, to Google. So that the, the, if we're going to use fines, they're going to have to be meaningful. And I, I don't know whether the governments in Europe have the backbone to raise the fines. The other thing is, I know we're, we're almost out of time. I wanted to ask yes. IQ one more question. Yes, jump in there. Were, were you, IQ, did you hear about the vote in, the, in Brussels about the Brexit that the European Union turned down the plan from England? Yes, I heard about it. And Theresa May now is going to do all the talking, she will not allow anybody else. But Donald Trump was right. She screwed up, and she screwed up big. Isn't it amazing, IQ, how many times he's right? Even though they tell him that he's wrong, he comes back constantly being proven to be because right. Because he's more intelligent than all of them put together. Because he's not a politician. He is not a militarist. He is a businessman. Right. America is a corporation. America is not a state, it's a corporation, and the shareholders are the American people. And right. the CEO is Donald Trump. It's simple, it's not complicated. Did you, uh, did Jim, did you see that uh, today that the trade representative for the EU is visiting Washington because Trump put a 10% tariff on all imported European cars. Really? Yep. And he said, we're coming to talk because uh, probably not a good idea to put a 10% tariff on US, on cars coming to the U.S. So uh, maybe there's beginning to be some cracks in all the people who thought that uh, tariffs would only lead to war as opposed to <laughs> negotiations. I, I think they're going to lead to negotiations. It is uh, Dan Perkins. It's also IQ Rizzoli. And as we wrap up here, uh, Dan, give us an update on everything that you're involved in. Well, um, I just gave uh, a copy of my newest children's book to the head of the um, Children's Hospital uh, Association here in, in Southwest Florida. She loves the book. It'll be going to every child in the hospital soon. And um, um, I'm um, looking at the possibility of uh, a, st a startup network, um, both television and radio. Um, they're looking for some some commentators, and I'm I'm thinking about that. Um, I'm uh, working, continuing working on my newest uh, thriller. And the foundation is, uh, um, we've got a new organization in, uh, in Texas, excuse me, California, that we just set 100 players to that deals with uh, disabled veterans who are also suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. So we're excited about that. And uh, we're, we're continuing our... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? 
picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try.